he was born black tie he'll die black tie i mean he's already kind of dead he'll stay black tie forever he's always dressed impeccably he, 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 was he, 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 was, he was born black tie, he died black tie, he was resurrected black tie, he will be <laughs> staked to death black tie. Hello and welcome to The Answers 11, the smartest icebreakers for the dumbest dudes. Today, we have a very spooky special for you, with the most querulous questions, bringing not only your god of odd, but a founding member of the podcast. Today, we have... Connor. That's me. The god of odd. Uh, yeah. and, and a founding member of the podcast, but not the special one. Yeah, and now we got the special one. You heard her on the first episode. I'm so sorry that the sound was so bad on that one. But Aaron's back for a rip-roaring good spooky time. How's it going, Aaron? Hello. Thank you guys for having me. As someone who loves all things spooky, very excited for this episode. Yeah, I thought it would be good to do a little little fun special because uh, if you're listening to this on the date that it dropped, we found out that shit could drop on Halloween. So we wanted to do a spooky thing for Halloween because Halloween is... One of the better holidays, in my humbled opinion. And to celebrate, I am wearing the spookiest shirt that I own, which is a vibrant royal blue with a cute bear on it. Because I'm not spooky. Uh, you're underselling the bear just a touch. It's just got a some blood bit. on it. It's it, kind it's, of menacing. It's, yeah. in a, it's got a very menacing stance. It's, it's cute and spooky at the same time. So, That's... You know, some of the spookiest things are also cute just underneath the spook. Name them. Dolls. How the fuck are dolls cute? Yeah, no, I'm with Aaron on that one, but I'm sorry. Children Dude. play with them. They must be. Yeah, and children are fucking creepy. I was like, children are cute. cute. Children are also cute. Uh, I disagree. Uh, depends on the day. Can you tell Evan and I don't want kids? It's a yeah, family sorry, thing. Sorry family that you, trait. Are, you are getting fucking... <laughs> Just Ooh. the the the, chi- the patented chica one two baby, but if you walk into if you go to pet a puppy and then it sprouts tentacles and tries to rip your face off, that is spookier than just a pile of face ripping tentacles. Okay, yeah, no, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'll give you that. Sweet. Anyway, uh, I I submit that your shirt is more than adequately spooky. Sweet, Aaron, do I get your vote of confidence? Absolutely. Oh, I kind of wish you like shared the memo though. I didn't think to wear anything spooky. I just, Neither I did guess, I. I guess I'm just more festive than y'all. Oh, oh, contraire, my friend. No because, fucking way. Uh, <laughs> first off, Aaron's gonna get spicy about it. Wait, that's a TikTok <laughs> phrase. That's not yeah, correct anymore. No, 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 no. No, I, I thought spicy okay. meant what you thought too. Nope. And then Leah's like, no, 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 no. That's not nope. what that means. It's Aaron's gonna fold. get grumpy. We're, we're no, making no, no. grumpy a TikTok <laughs> sound. As someone who falls into i think like the spicy content like demographic of like the books i might read like you know it's okay it still to goes like both smut. ways it's fine no but it's it still goes both ways i think like you okay. can be spicy in like a snippy quick way but i feel i feel okay. like people are spicy or like their response is spicy but like content and things are like spicy in the sexy way like i feel like it's two different things Okay, okay, I'm going to try to get around it by saying that Aaron is going to get picante about Evan's claim to <laughs> most festive. Uh, but I have brought 
a Down East Cider Donut Cider. Hell yeah. Which is spooky, not just festive. It's very fall, it's very autumnal, but it's also very spooky because somebody made some cider and then they killed that cider to make a donut out of it. And then they killed that donut to make a cider out of it. It's a turducken of killing apple products to create this. Plus, it's a year old, so I'm bringing it back from the dead. I like it. That's oh, that's very that's very good. I have the spookiest everyday beverage of cold decaf black coffee, because you get none of the enjoyment out of it. Oh, I have no. cold caffeinated black coffee too, Evan, with my Magners. So that's really there good for go. the stomach. <laughs> well, that's a lot of acid in your belly, dude. Talk about We're the Conte. <laughs> oh boy. Boy, boy, boy. All right. I, I, I'm Rip Roaring. I'd like to get right into it. So let's just start with the most important first question of the day. And I'd like to start with the guest. How you been, Aaron? It's been busy, but I've been good, I think. Nice. I, it's, we'll it's say been, yes. Yeah. No, I think the summer was like super busy. Shit was just kind of wild. And now like things are settling a little bit, which like feels kind of nice. Like I feel like I'm going to have a chance cool. to like clean my apartment. You know, oh, yeah, adulting. So, yeah, I but it's like how much that resonates with me. I finally have enough time. Yep, my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my cider. Do do I need? Vince, to I thought you were professional. Yeah, cat break. Somebody cat break me <laughs> for the love of God. <laughs> yeah, let me just grab one yeah. of these flannels right off the rack. I just need to sop up a little bit of. <laughs> Little cider donut, cider, uh, revealing my pole bearer's black suit behind me. Professional podcast. <laughs> no, no, we're amateur podcasters because doesn't professional mean you get paid? We, yeah. we we ain't getting paid for shit. No, that's that is a fact, and uh, here we are saying. Well, it's it's proof in two different ways. If we were getting paid, I wouldn't have a microphone that could fall just because I decided <laughs> to rest my lap a touch more than usual. And also, uh, a professional Did you spend wouldn't. the entire entire session in a core workout. <laughs> Listen, man, you do what you gotta. Uh, yeah, and like, what the fuck was I gonna say? What were we even talking about? Oh, Just how, how you been? Yeah, you I was. I mean, I, was, I know currently it's bad for you, but like <laughs> previous Connor, better Connor. How was he? Uh, I, I was going to say that it, it feels sad to me how deeply it resonates that uh, being glad about having time to clean. But I do know what you're talking about. Like not to not to just really bring it home that we're all adults. But the same here last weekend. Leah was like, hey, we're going to put on Kintsugi and we're going to clean the fucking apartment. And it was a good day because we did. What a gift. It's therapeutic. I love having a clean space. I don't care if I that do makes too. me sound like my grandma. Like, there's something about it. Mm -hmm. I listened to, uh, because I'm, I'm a psychology uh, nerd as well as practitioner, I listened to the American Psychological Association's podcast. And I continue to be pissed about the fact that they put out an episode called Why Clutter Makes You Stressed and then spent the entire podcast not explaining why clutter makes you stressed. Oh, that's so annoying. They're just like, it makes you stressed. Fuck off. Just, it was just given up front that 
clutter stresses you out. And then the whole thing was just talking about, yeah, it's better if you can be clean. And how do people wind up getting cluttered? Uh, one fun fact I did manage to glean from that episode. Uh, any okay. guesses on the number one biggest source of clutter in the typical American home? Dishes. Shoes. Books. Huh. A lot of fucking nerds in this country. <laughs> well, a lot of people who actually, it's just a lot of people who don't fucking read their books. They just have them. You know, like I, they, they defined clutter very specifically. You know, it can't be dishes because you continuously use the dishes. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, they're get they're getting around some bullshit. Cause I'd say, I'd say that dishes are more clutter than books because like there but, is an aesthetic to books, whereas dirty dishes are just fucking clogging up the sink and ruin your evening. Hmm. That books no, but, at least serve an aesthetic purpose, even yeah. if you're not using using them. Not necessarily though. Like I'm just thinking. I mean, Connor, you have siblings. Like Evan and I are siblings. The amount of like fucking textbooks we had like in our basement from just like kindergarten through like senior year of college that we collected that like I still doubt like Greg has gotten rid of. Fuck ton of like just weird textbook clutter. So I feel no, like. That's that. point. Maybe there are more books that I'm thinking of. Oh, and then, too, like, if you ever wanted to get, like, spicy with it and think of, like, every, like, manual packet or, like, thing like that that you just kind of have, like, lying around your house, too, that probably would add up real quick. No, that, that, no, that's fair, because I'm, I'm thinking, like, within arm's reach. <laughs> I don't even need it. Little book. I, I turn the light on with a button. I turn it off with a button. I don't need this, and yet there it is. Okay. I have nothing within arm's reach of me except for shirts. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate and I know you. I, I harp on the fact that I'm in a closet a lot. It doesn't bother me as much as I talk about it, but it's really on my mind because it's, it's just, happening to me right now so much. It's just a funny thing to to bring up, you know? It's just oh, like, gla oh, I'm glad it has that effect. I'm sitting in a closet for a hobby. <laughs> Is that how you've been? Have you just been sitting in a closet? Is that what it is? Uh, I have not just been sitting in a closet, but I have been playing a lot of Fear and Hunger 2. Uh, oh. it, which has recently been an enormous source of disappointment, even more than usual. Why is that? Uh, Aaron, for you and for any listener who hasn't heard me harp on this uh, before, Fear and Hunger 2 is a game that hates it when you play it, and so it does everything it can to get you to stop playing it by being mean to you all the time. Cutting off your arms... Uh, blinding you, uh, laying pit traps for you to fall into, that, and then sending you right back to long time ago. Anywho, Fear and Hunger 2 has been a particular source of disappointment because it, for a short period of time, was not a source of disappointment. I had a really good run. I found some fantastic items up front. I found friends to join okay. me on my adventure. I had saves, and then... I started watching somebody else playing Fear and Hunger, specifically Eyepatch Wolf, and realized, oh, I accidentally started this one on easy mode. Oh, you and so you're just like, oh, I need to suffer. So yeah. you, you turned it back to not easy? Fresh start. Why don't you just play it on easy and, like, enjoy your time? Can you ask me an easier question, please? These are not softballs, Evan. This is supposed to be a light and breezy podcast. <laughs> Connor, Connor, this isn't a podcast. This is an intervention. 
know. We care about you. I hate this. Why won't somebody just start a podcast with me instead of pretending to just to intervene <laughs> with me? You can right. intervene without putting me into a podcast. Connor, I've tried, and you don't hang out with me unless there is podcast-related things to do. Well, you gotta like, schedule me, man. You gotta hey, schedule you want, me. You wanna I'm, hang I'm out? I'm your dishes. No. You wanna go do a podcast? Yeah. I don't think I have ever said no. No, you said, oh, I can't. I'm hanging out with my wife because I love her and she kisses me. Oh, I do say that sometimes. Uh, keeping things moving on. I have had the most demonic workout of my life. Good use of adjective. Yeah, it's, it was just it was just perfect for October and the, the Halloween season. I just, all of my reps were sixes. I just had sixes across the board for everything that I did. And it Fantastic. wasn't planned. It wasn't on purpose. It was just like, because I do that thing that you do, Connor, where it's like I track the weight, I track the reps, and it was just a lot of sixes. So I was like, oh, this is this is silly. I'm going to waste 15 seconds of people's time telling them this. That's what they all say, Evan. That's how it starts. Before you know it, you're getting horns implanted in your head. That'd be cool. I feel like I'd be cooler if I had horns. We all would be. Who wouldn't be cooler if they didn't have horns? If they did have horns. Yeah. Took me a little while to count my negatives in there, but I, I got... You got something there. You got something yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else happened in my life. Yeah, no, cleaning the apartment and working out a lot. I'm a fucking loser. Hell yeah. Listen, man, live your best life. Doesn't need to be dramatic. Doesn't need to be terribly interesting. You don't need to play a, a bad game that hates you and then uh, it slaps you in a way that you didn't know it could slap you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who are you playing in the game? I was playing Osa, who is uh, a uh, yeah. very uh, utilitarian. I am a sorcerer who will steal powers from all manner of gods without worshiping any of them. Cool. That was my, it turned out to be way too easy run. Okay. Uh, but now I'm playing the doctor, who is a very useful guy to have around. Checkered Pants Man. Mr. Checkered Pants himself. I know, I know nothing about this game other than I've seen from Super Eyepatch Wolf, but even um, before I watched this stuff with Olivia, I was like, wheelchair girl's cool. I would play as wheelchair girl. And now he's playing as wheelchair girl, so I get vicariousness. That's my I, life. I do love the botanist who uses a wheelchair. Uh, she is. I have acquired her as a partner, which is fantastic because, spoiler alert, she just joins you as soon as you get her a wheelchair. Everybody else, you need to find them. I had to give a boy heroin to get him to come along with me. <laughs> Olivia will just show up as soon as she can move around. Once she is mobile, she's like, oh, fuck yeah, let me go check shit out. It's great. I would much rather be around than stuck on this train. She's got so much get up and go. That's dope. I love that. Oh, yeah. She's lousy with chutzpah. Yeah, and she's got fucking jacked arms, man. She hits like a truck in the stuff that I've seen. But she fucking won't tell me about any plants. But she knows about all the plants. She knows all the plants, but she won't tell you any of it. That's I thought. Silly. Once she was in the party, that I could go check out all the plants. And every time you look at the plants, it's like, you just don't know what plant that is, so you should probably just leave it there. I thought if I'd go up to that plant again, Olivia would go, ah, that's the blah, blah, blah. But she doesn't. 
she just watches you looking at plants as a botanist and she keeps it to her fucking self I guess even friends in this world want to hurt you. But friends in this world want to ask some spooky fucking questions. So let's do that. And we are starting with 10, which is number five, which is which horror villain gives the best hugs? Oh, yeah, baby. It's all spooky questions today. Happy Halloween, motherfuckers. Get spooked. So who's the hugging best you? hugs. Aaron, you look like you want to say something. Hands fucking down, Frankenstein. You joke him ass? He is Joking just this ass. huge... He is this huge ass dude. Who honestly, like, I think is kind of, like, misunderstood in terms of, like, movie monsters. Because, like, is he really a monster? Or is he just, like, product of his environment and he's doing the best with what he has? You know what I'm saying? Like, granted, he might have, like, drowned some people that he didn't need to drown. But, like, he didn't know. I feel like, Evan, you've always talked about, like, you didn't ask to be born. Neither did fucking Frankenstein. Like, he was just doing the best he could. But I feel like deep down he's, like, empathetic and he's so big. I feel like he would bear hug you and just for, like, a couple seconds you would feel like everything was okay. Like you were safe from all the dangers of the world. Oh, that's really good. I think he'd give you, you know, you know those really good hugs from someone that you haven't seen in a while where, where, like, you pick them up? Yeah. He would definitely, he would definitely give you one of those. Yeah, I feel like it really would be like hugging an old friend. I'm a little concerned that it would be like hugging an old friend for maybe a half a second, and then it would be a lot like having the life choked out of you by a monster. That's my concern. I think, I think it's fine as long as you don't have any lit torches around, because he seemed fine until the lit torches were around, and you then just brandished can't scare him. directly into his face. I just, I don't, I don't know if he's got the muscle control. Like, maybe Frankenstein after a couple of months of working the kinks out. Or, you know, you just get him a little boozed up, get him all loosey-goosey. Ooh, a loosey-goosey Frankie. No, have you guys seen the movie? Like, when he's living in that little, like, cottage or whatever. I watched it last year, a little bit murky. But at one point, he's, like, living his best, like, cottage core life in this cute-ass little, like, one-bedroom where he's, like, helping nurse, like, this old man back to health who's, like, shown mm-hmm. him kindness. And right. then, like Evan said, the motherfuckers with the torches come. And then he, like, loses his shit. But he's also doing it to, like, help protect the new friend he's made. So I feel like if you give a little bit of kindness to Frankenstein, he's going to give it back tenfold. And he's not going to crush you to death. I am persuaded. I, you know, Aaron, you came in strong with your having seen Frankenstein's movie once. I, and I wasn't I, prepared for that. The <laughs> only frame of reference that I have is uh, Mel Gibson, not Gibson, Mel Brooks's Mel Brooks, Young, Young Frankenstein. Frankenstein. I'm right and there all, with you. All I know is that apparently that Frankenstein's monster is a very passionate lover, which <laughs> I have to assume embraces are part of. At least that's how I would want it to go down if he and I were to consensually do whatever we do. You know, I'm thinking about it, too, and if I recall correctly, there is a point where Dr. Frankenstein hugs Frankenstein, and it looks very moving and very effective. He weeps with relief as they embrace each other. So it's not just technique that Frankenstein would bring. It's not just physique, either. There's also a depth of emotion he would bring to this hug. It's like you can taste the love. 
Okay, well, unfortunately, Aaron is correct, but yeah. I'm going to come up with a different monster anyway. Yeah. And I, in a similar vein, I'm going to go with uh, the mummy okay. General, in general. Uh, classic spooky mummy or uh, Brendan Fraser 2000's mummy scorpion prince dude. Classic so, movie. Classic okay. movie mummy. I, was, I think either's fine. I feel like oiled up dudes probably give good hugs too. I assume. Why not? Well, uh, I think they, the, the oiliness would not run through, which I think is a, a big plus in any hug I've ever gotten, is not experiencing the oiliness of the okay. hugger. But I think, you know, every time I think of the mummy in my mind in a classic spooky movie monster kind of way, those arms are already outstretched. For all we know, that's oh. all the mummy ever wanted. Just asking for it. Just like, come here. Ah. And the wrappings would be so cozy. That's I, that's pretty good. And Frankenstein's wearing, what, a cheap suit? Maybe not cheap. That's a little harsh. Thrifty. A thrifty yeah. suit. Yeah. He's actually very trendy. Secondhand is all the rage. I'm going to have to say at least poorly tailored. I like to picture him in like kind of like a thin, cozy sweater because I feel like it's what he deserves. I but. also like that now. I've never done it before, but now that I'm picturing Frankenstein in a nice, cozy sweater, I, I feels, feel like that feels great. I'm feeling like he's in like one of the Irish knit wool sweaters, Ooh. just yes. like really thick. Just kind of like I'm just hanging, man. Yeah, that does feel good. Fuck. That feels right. I. I hate that we keep coming back to how Aaron made the best answer. Sorry. Also, yeah. I haven't seen The Mummy, so I feel like I need to watch that now since that was Connor's answer, but I'm, like, terrified of ancient Egypt, so. Why? Okay, so... Okay. Don't know if yep. it makes the cut, but I was explaining earlier that I'm someone who essentially believes in everything until it's proven, like, not true to me. That... And... I have, one thing I have a Nigerian prince who needs some money, Aaron. His name is me. Evan, I know you long enough not to trust you, at least. I've learned that in 27 it. years. She's open-minded. She's not an idiot. Thank you, Connor. Exactly. But I also... Okay, so you know how you've like heard stories of like the Poltergeist movie set? Yeah. It was haunted. Or like yeah, yeah, yeah. people who do like witch movies. They'll like say certain spells and then all of a sudden like... I do not trust a single fucking like ancient egyptian movie to not have accidentally like shaken up some curse okay because you know those people aren't being respectful they're not like doing their due diligence they probably just like find some words find some props say some stuff and then all of a sudden you like unleash like a five thousand year old curse and you're all just boned so i'm afraid to watch like yeah. the mummy because i'm afraid i'm going to be cursed by like an ancient egyptian spirit hey okay. aaron I've got a quick question for you. We're just going to do a little peek behind the curtain. Today, we've chosen our questions quite specifically, listener. We, we picked five questions that we wanted to do for Oofy yeah. Spookies because we didn't want to throw some uh, half-assed garbage your way. One of the questions we were considering was, hey, do you have any irrational fears? Yeah. And yeah. Aaron said, hey, all yeah. my fears are pretty rational. Yeah. Uh, this and one I is rational. Curses are real. Oh no! All right, Aaron, never mind. Uh, Evan, we've got to reconsider. Let's just ask Aaron, what are what's something that you are afraid of? 
What is your rational fear that isn't solely based on being a woman? What is your totally, totally rational fear that isn't just the reality of living as a woman in modern society? Ancient Egypt is a very good response to that question. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Going on to the question that is on the podcast and is being asked, gives best hugs. I'm going to go to the uh, concept of the zombie from Night of the Living Dead. And that way I can give my Jaju a hug one more time because I miss that man a lot. And he was never spry to begin with. He was a very slow old man. He wasn't good at moving. So it'll be the same. So even slower as a zombie, like I could probably give that rotten bag of bones a little peck on the cheek and he wouldn't even have a chance to chomp. So I get two for the price of one. A Jaju hug and a not zombie bite. That's my answer, baby. Evan, I'm like a drink and a half, and you gotta like warn me if we're gonna bring up Josh, cause <laughs> sorry, try sorry, not I, to cry on the podcast. Yeah, I, I know we, I know we had the warm up session, and I, I, I didn't realize that that would include him imbibing. No, no, Aaron, please, please cry on the podcast. It'll do great for our numbers. Hey, Just hey. Guess That's my little five sister that in. you're trying to trying to use out there. I'm your podcast tool, not her. <laughs> hey, listen, I didn't dangle her grandfather in front of her like somebody in this podcast. I didn't dangle shit. If you were alive at the time of the witch trials, what everyday activity of yours would cause you to be accused of witchcraft? I'm going to just go off the bat and say... Um, I found out recently in conversations with my partner that I'm a feminist, and I think that's going to be it for me. They're going to see me supporting the creepy lady in the village and be like, ah, the witch has hexed this man. He must too be a witch. And then we'll get burned back to back. And then like in the movie, it'll have like a rotating camera view where we're both screaming as it just kind of like circles both of our melting bodies. What movie? I don't know, like if uh, my fucking witchcraft life were a movie with this lady who I was nice to who was a witch, but not a witch, but maybe a witch. Witches were probably too smart to get caught. So I feel like everyone, you know. Okay, I I, I need to do a quick check because my understanding of what uh, Aaron understands to be rational is maybe a little bit off kilter. Aaron. No. How much do you believe in witches? (laughs) (laughs) I just need to reframe. I just need to know where you're coming from. Like 1,000 million percent. Witches are real. Magic is real. Okay. So that's good to know. Uh, Hang on. Describe witches. What, what, What do your witches look and or act like? I feel like I'm a bad person for this question as someone who like healthily dabbles in like some slight witchy activities and tendencies Aaron are you saying you're 1001 million percent a witch no I fucking wish so bad I'm like waiting you know how like in Halloween town it was like Marnie's 13th birthday and then all of a sudden like Debbie Reynolds was like you're a witch let me train you I'm 27 I'm still waiting for this to happen it's like Perfect. when Connor was like, I want my Hogwarts letter. And I was like, I want to go be Sora in, Dis- in Disneyland Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> like, we all no, have our I, dreams, Aaron. I'm still, we're all just I'm still waiting, waiting for, for that moment. For, for, a, 
for an anthropomorphic duck and dog to show up and be like, Hey, bro. Wanna go fight some evil? We got a really big key, and you can carry it. Yeah. Well, this is perfect uh, for two reasons. One, because, Aaron, your very presence in this episode makes you ookier and spookier than either of us, I think, which just jacks up our Halloween appeal. Hooray! It's also great because I bet that our audience is just littered with witches who are looking for apprentices. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're putting this out into the ether, and maybe, just maybe, you'll get a very cold tap on your shoulder one of these days. I would happily be like an errand girl for like a witch. Happily. Yeah. But. You'd have to hang out with cats though. I mean, I don't love cats, but that's okay. I mean, not every witch has a cat. Some have like foxes or. Rats. Birds. Sure. Rats. I'd prefer a mouse though. Cause like they're kind of cute sometimes. Just not when they're in my apartment. Um, sure. But like Cinderella-esque mice. Very cute. Okay, so assuming... Little hats and everything. (laughs) Yeah. They have to come dressed, though, as dressed as well as, like, that Gus guy in Cinderella. I think he was, like, the little chubby mouse. Yeah, with the yellow smock. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if they looked Uh, like that, I wouldn't have called pest control. You know what I'm saying? He could have lived here happily. I dig. I dig. Well, assuming that you don't get adopted by a nice witch, uh, what's a mundane, normal thing that you would do that might get you caught? Because you don't have the benefit of magic to keep... Puritans away from you. Yeah, since you since you are apparently actively dabbling in witchcraft. Okay, a girl loves a simmer pot or like a slight little like cinnamon in the doorway. What you gonna do? Okay, um, some burn crystals. some sage. You actually shouldn't burn specific sages because that takes indigenous practices and religious practices. So it's actually better to burn like rosemary or lavender if you're not an indigenous person. Just saying, I learned Neat. that, so I don't burn sage anymore. Good to know. What's a simmer pot? Because I put a lot of pots on simmer, but I don't think that's the same thing. I'm hearing a lot of bubble, bubble, toil, and trouble. Not quite, but I like that idea. I feel like I should channel that more when I do them. But it's a little bit like of a waste of at least like my gas, because obviously I have a gas stove. But essentially like a simmer pot is just what it sounds like. It's a pot of water that you simmer all day with different like herbs or spices or things that can give off an aroma but you can also base herbs off of their like magical properties to try to bring certain energies into your house through like the aromas you know what the difference is between that practice and being a witch the attitude you're so close you're almost there just a little cackle i think if we're gonna go stereotypical so like a, a little like some joy in it some some happiness attached to the the toiling and the troubling going on right, can i be honest though like i feel like this stuff is Please. so cool because it's almost like it's similar in my brain to like eastern medicines in a way you know like there have been like herbs or different plants that people have been able to use to like heal throughout history so there can be like different herbs and things that you can like use for this I think I would have actually tried to become, like, a legit witch in those ways. Not, like, obviously, like, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Like, I can do stuff by, like, pointing my finger. But it's the fucking Catholic in me that is, like, oh, my God. What if I do something and I summon a demon? 
what if I do something and I sell my soul? Like, okay, so add that to irrational fears, accidentally selling my, selling my soul to the devil. Because, like, no, 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 Catholicism. No, that's, that's, that's a rational fear. That one's real. Yeah, that That is rational, for sure. Yeah, no. As, as, like, as a, a practicing Catholic who doesn't believe in ghosts but actively refuses to fuck with demons... Yeah, Don't no. Fuck it, with demons. Somebody pulls out a Ouija board at a party. I'm out of there. Fuck no. Yeah, I, I am fucking good. I in in college, one of one of my elective courses was angels and demons, and it, we just like learned about demonology and just like talked to an exorcist. It was like, ah, shit, buddy. Like the 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 main fucking takeaway from this priest was, hey, don't fuck with demons. They take the smallest in. Don't invite them. Don't encourage them. Stay See? away from demons. This is what I'm talking about. You got to watch those reps, my man. Yeah. The, you're, the, you're inviting them into your gym routine. I, I, oh, man. I bet Satan's got sick guns, though. Oh, that's the problem, Evan. Of course he does. Of course he does. <laughs> Do you think anybody would sell their soul to some noodle-armed wimp? No. Hey, bro, can you spot me? For a price. <laughs> <laughs> but do you uh, think like is satan the one who like negotiates with people or does he have other demons do that like do you really think satan is like topside like dealing with humans oh, uh, aaron aaron it depends it depends on how important the soul is like yeah i think i think how he's he's wound up in a managerial position and that that requires a lot of his time but every now and then he wants to do a handcrafted soul stealing you like you know, like I'm sure at your job, you've seen your CEO like actively take part in a negotiation, just to prove like, that they can. Sometimes they have to stretch those old muscles. I know you don't work in a corporate job, you lucky duck. <laughs> What's like, that like, Connor? They pre they pretend to be important sometimes. <laughs> All uh, right, uh, so. Uh, uh, I'll tell so you, the, the people who run the clinic that I work at, uh, the, like one of the founders I found uh, scraping uh, tags off of new mugs one day, which yeah. was heartwarming to me in a way that I, I can't quite explain. Just knowing that the most important person in this clinic took the time to soak all of the new mugs to get the tags off of the side feels real feels authentic just just a regular joe like you or me but with you know an extra two digits at the end of his bank account something like that for sure uh so aaron's everything aaron does is apparently <laughs> getting her killed thank god you yeah. are alive in the year of our lord 2023 on Domini. dude i opened my mouth back in like 1600 i'm gone yeah yeah like absolutely gone just, just zip out of there all right all right connor What's getting you burned at the stake? Or are you Giles Coreying it? Oh, I well, listen. I would love to be Giles Corey, who has some of the best dying words of anybody I've ever heard. So fucking uh, metal. For those of you who didn't grow up in Massachusetts and make annual trips out to Salem, uh, Giles Corey was one of the few male witches who was killed. And for whatever logic it made, they decided, let's try a new execution method where they get a chance to recount their witchcraft. Yep. And so they took Giles Corey, they laid him on a table, they put a big wooden board on top of him, and then they put a big rock on him and said, are you ready to confess? And every time they asked him that, he said, more weight, until he was crushed to death. Fucking stones on that dude. Holy shit. Very good pun. 
Thank you. I didn't even I didn't even notice. Which is uh Anyhow. Lightweight, lightweight shit, bro. Uh the thing that I gym mentality today. I'm sorry. <laughs> the everyday thing that will get me uh accused of witchcraft is defending one of you two. <laughs> one of Brutal. you is going to get yeah, Evan Evan is I'm I'm going to go for a more subtle feminist tone where I'll like I'll help that lady out, but I'm not like I'm not like getting picked out of a line. It's like her her great supporter the way Evan is but once he does I will not stand idly by and be like ah oh well Evan like Aaron's simmer pot gets found out and someone walks into her home and says this place smells too good to be a Christian household <laughs> I smell spices <laughs> oh no uh yeah no I I would I would not tolerate that and I would say hey wait a minute and that is all it would take for me to get burned at the stake as well, if not Giles Goried. Well, thank you for uh, defending us. And it's really, really in heart and heartening, not disheartening, heartening. In heartening. To know I like that, that even, you know, 400 years ago, the Chicas were still getting everybody in trouble for our mere <laughs> fucking presence. <laughs> Goddamn curse on this nation. Wait, I have like a question for you guys that isn't spooky, but you're sure. men, and I don't talk to a lot of men in my day to day except. For oh, congratulations! Evan. Good job. It only took like twenty four years of my life. It's been fabulous the last three, but because the Salem witch trials is like one of my of these things. Have mm -hmm. you guys seen the like Roman Empire trend on TikTok? No, I have. Okay, so Fitz, I don't know. How often do both of you as men think of, like, the Roman Empire? How often does that cross your mind? Uh, I know whenever, what this is about. Uh, I, I, I know what it's about, so Evan should go first. Okay. Um, I think of it whenever it comes up on YouTube when I'm watching some funny person take down the alt-right. Okay, Please. so it doesn't come up for you naturally, though. But then you can elaborate. No. No, I would... So, yeah, no, it does not come up for me naturally. I don't i don't maybe if i'm like thinking of gods i'll th no because i just think of gods i don't think of like the romans or shit yeah no no that it rarely to ever comes up naturally in my life and connor it's like um hitch bomber guy or big joel they'll be like like big joel was talking about uh sparta um the 300 movie and how apparently that's like got fascist propaganda in it and like hitch <laughs> bomber guy talks about dudes who like I don't know, align their whole personalities around ancient Rome and Greece or whatever. And he's just like, Hey, look at these losers. That's cool. That that's, that's what that YouTube thing was. Sorry. Go on people. Uh, yeah, I, I want to, I, I feel like this is something that I'm supposed to feel some allegiance to, uh, mankind and propagate the weird TikTok trend and say that I think of the Roman empire every day, but I really don't. Almost never. Okay, so I mean this in a good way. I feel like you guys are like higher tier when it comes to men, so this like does not surprise me that you're I, not just like every other frat boy who like thinks of the Roman Empire a lot. I'm touched. Thank um, you. You're welcome. But Evan, our, essentially, da our dad this, would not be proud. <laughs> he doesn't know what's good for him. That's the real question. How often do you two think that your father thinks of the Roman Empire? Not a lot. 
Definitely not a lot. No, no, mm-hmm. he's too busy thinking why the why the Vikings won't fucking win a goddamn football game. <laughs> yeah, he he's elsewhere. But Ev, so like essentially, yeah. I don't even know how this got picked up, but like girlfriends for the most part just started asking like their boyfriends or their husbands like, "Hey, how often do you think of the Roman Empire?" And like across the board, men were like multiple times a week if not daily it just like comes to their brain and they just like fucking think about the roman empire like this won't actually land for anyone besides like probably me and evan connor don't know if you remember ben from like high school yeah ben, yeah ben then he ben thinks about it like every two somewhere. days <laughs> ben thinks about the roman empire like every two days <laughs> like that's the type of man who like thinks about like the roman empire but it's like a cultural phenomenon now uh what a beautiful idiot <laughs> West Virginia's a state, who knew? Um, <laughs> but <laughs> anywho, Boy. that's like this trend of like, what is this one thing that is so not relevant to your life that just like overtakes your thoughts sometimes? Big one for me is the Salem Witch Trials. Really okay. long way of just like saying that like witch trials is like some random historical event that again has like nothing to do with you. There's no reason you should be thinking about it all the time, but like it constantly pops up in your brain. I, I will say I do think of the Salem Witch Trials more often than I think of the Roman Empire. You're for the girls, Connor. Hell yeah. You're for the girls. And Giles Corey. Hey, hey, Connor. Feminism. Feminism. Are you not taking it's a drink? It's not that hard. Take oh, your drink, oh, motherfucker. Excuse me. Yeah, that's that's one of our drinking rules for every movie we have drinking rules for. Just feminism. All right. So, uh, Aaron, I really appreciate your sharing this this is i i'm glad to have learned and also disappointed in uh others with a penis or without a penis because men um also like what is the roman empire like i, I know care. but like what is that it doesn't you know? matter it's not it's not I, what these dudes think it is what i, just I think want of, like, to know mr shots in high school what i want Sorry. to know if you wouldn't mind sharing with me is what classic movie monster would you want to take to a wedding as your date I'm going to be right again, if that's yeah, okay. okay. Please, uh, yeah. Aaron, you, you keep setting the bar so fucking high that we... like. I have talked about you in previous podcasts about how much better at our podcast that you are than me and Connor. So, like, You would know that if you listen. Totally. Uh, to be fair, that I was our listened. last episode, which isn't Yay. coming out until December. <laughs> so, it's all good. We understand that uh, Connor and I can only aspire to be aspiring to you so i i i I can't imagine you're going to get three in a row because your first answer was frankenstein's hugs your second answer was the witchcraft i do would get me burned at the stake (laughs) for witchcraft you can't possibly (laughs) do this three times in a row there is no hat trick okay i would 100 percent take dracula as my wedding date okay couple reasons Okay. He's suave as fuck. That's true. really good. So He's true. going to be so charming, so charismatic. Oh, yes. Impress everybody, make every ex jealous. He knows all the dances. I'm getting that. You got the fucking Transylvanian twist, baby. When he's like sleeping in a coffin, he's in like a four piece suit, including a cape. <laughs> he's always dressed to the nines. He was yep. born black tie. He'll die black tie. I mean, he's already kind of dead. He'll stay black tie forever. He's yeah, he, always dressed impeccably. He, 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 was, he was born black tie. He died black tie. He was resurrected black tie. He will be staked <laughs> to death black tie. 
He's never <laughs> not ready for the occasion is all I'm saying. Truth. No, that's and, fair. That's fair. And based on just like his personality, like thinking about his castle, his clothes, how smooth he is. Could you imagine doing a waltz with that man in his cape in the middle of like a wedding floor? All eyes would be on you. The bride and groom don't exist anymore. It's you and Dracula. You're the star of the party. I think he would be like actually probably the perfect wedding date if he didn't like kill anyone. Okay. He, he checks <laughs> all the one. boxes. That's important. That's, yeah. that's a really strong answer. My only caveat that I have with Dracula is many weddings tend to stray towards uh, family style meals stuff that's easy enough to prepare in bulk for many guests a lot of that turns out to be italian food which often has a lot mm. of garlic in it also weddings are often out at chapels i have two caveats mm. what about the jesus factor what about the garlic factor he would have a hard time showing up for the ceremony if it happens in a christian facility to be fair, he has been invited into it, though. Does that give enough of the vampire power to be like, I'm good? I think yes. Yeah, I think the crucifix needs to be held menacingly toward him by a person okay. of faith. I don't, I don't, I don't think. Hey, Connor. Con Connor. Uh, exit the chat and come right back in real fast. Ooh, am I doing the robot thing? Yeah. Nice. I do like your answer though, Aaron. I think I think Dracula is a very strong one so far. Better. 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 I'm at a wedding to dance, and that man can dance. You can't that, convince me otherwise. That's to that's totally fair. But well, the food like, is a good it is always Italian food. I guess that is pretty easy to do in bulk though. But I mean that's as simple as just saying that I've got a garlic allergy. And there are so many friggin' allergies nowadays. Mm -hmm. That's so no one's true. gonna look twice. Yeah. That's basically yeah. what it is. It's it's not anything all that supernatural. It's just a garlic allergy. It's severe, but No, no, no. That that makes that makes perfect sense. That's totally totally fair. Huh. Now Shit. I'm gonna say uh, I'm I am gonna call this a combo breaker for Aaron, even though it is a very strong response, it doesn't make my answer seem inadequate and okay. undeserving by comparison okay carry on let's in let's, my see, mind let's hear it no no anyway. no no, no. I, I love i love the preamble <laughs> just, Somehow have confidence and just fucking say it <laughs> uh i'm going for maximum chaos so i'm just gonna bring the creature from the black lagoon and oh. insist on pretending i have no idea why everybody's freaked out <laughs> oh that's very strong okay all right um tell okay you got you got to go into more detail. Um, first off, just just for educate just for educational purposes, can the mm -hmm. creature of the black lagoon exist outside of water? Yes, I don't yeah. think for extended periods of time, but yes, like hours certainly. Yeah, we'll say long enough for a lovely wedding evening. Okay, yeah. cool. Now, now to the more important questions: How is he dressed? Very nicely. Uh, okay. Like we'll we'll get a tailor figured out ahead of time. That's okay, not going to be an issue. I'm not like I don't I don't get to choose from a dozen different appropriate suits for the occasion like Dracula does, but but it it'll it'll take a little effort I think to to fit the figure just right and and get the right shoes, but we'll make it happen. Okay, yeah, I mean to be fair, like it, it, you know, 
creature could be wearing a dress totally it just like a lot of other people wearing dresses at at weddings they kick them shoes off so like that them don't even need to fit all that good all that long there you go yeah so, and and i think i also get uh to find out all the people who watch the shape of water and liked it more than they want to admit ah uh, very good point very good point i haven't seen that movie it's really good that's what i hear it's very good but it doesn't do anything for me personally in the way that it does for other people, but it's a very good movie. Okay. Now, what kind of chaos do you think that this fish man person creature is going to be evoking upon the congregation? Well, it's, it's one of my favorite forms of chaos, which is the kind of chaos that people are pretending isn't happening because this is a public uh, event. Kind no of, one's kind of like family drama. Yeah. Like every, I think nearly everybody will have serious reactions to what's going on, and there will be some whispering in the corner. But nobody wants to be rude. Okay. No, no. So, that's... so everybody's going to try to keep it to themselves, and they might sort of ask me in a sideways way something about my date, and I'm just not going to. I, I'm going to be completely straightforward with them and say, "What do you mean? Are you okay. are you trying to get at something? Oh, oh, good. Okay." No, for a second okay. there, I thought that you had a had a problem with something, but I'm I'm so glad that that that's all taken care of. Cool, cool. So I just get to watch everybody freak out and pretend they're not freaking out all night. The dancing alone will be worth it. Do you think the creature's a good dancer? Because I kind of feel like they would be. I feel like I... They, could do, they could do the worm really well. <laughs> but like they're like so nimble and like smooth in the water. I feel like they could like bust a hot move on the dance floor. I'm I'm worried that the the dance floor movements are going to be worse than water movements. And, and actually, I'm going to rephrase that. I am hopeful that the dance floor movements are worse <laughs> because that will mask how terrible I am at dancing. Oh, that's fair. But I bet that's they've got fair. the confidence to carry it, which is something I also lack in addition to dance skill. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Uh, man, another good answer. I... I do think I defer to Aaron's just because I too like a well-dressed person and I'm in it for the dancing. Like Leah, Leah and I were talking about this uh, yesterday and she's like, eh, you know, the invisible man's kind of boring. And I go, yeah, well you're already with the invisible man anyway. Cause I just disappear on the dance floor as soon as the music starts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my answer is, um, uh, kind of a lame one in comparison because I'm going with the Wolfman because I have a one in 30 shot that shit's just going to be fine or like tw 29 and 30 shot that shit's going to be fine. It's just like as long as it's not like Aaron's wedding where it's like a solstice moon <laughs> kind of like <laughs> blessed by the celestial bodies in the heavens ceremony. I'm probably going to be fine. It's probably going to be daytime. We can dip out early enough before the, the, the morphing starts happening. It's like, you know, it's just going to be a person. It's just, they're fine. Like they're mild mannered and, and quite polite. And then if I roll crap, then we're going to have a party, baby. That's a fucking party <laughs> animal at this shit. They're going to be demolishing the dip while I'm ripping up the dance floor. We're going to be a menace to talk about for years to come. Now, that's a very different kind of chaos than I was anticipating. 
I've but always I, been been more of the kind of like out and about chaos. Hmm. Like you've been around me long enough mm-hmm. that people that we're with will often go, Evan, Evan, don't. <laughs> sometimes it's just funnier when you do. Yeah. Well, but I, what I really love about this answer is that this is not some casual fling that you're having with this wolf person. You wouldn't just cancel on them if the wedding happens to turn up on a full moon. <laughs> you know, like this is not you're not rolling the dice before you walk in. You follow the lunar calendar if you're if you've got uh, a, a wolf person yeah. in, in your phone contacts. Yeah, just like, want, then, know when, when they're chilling, when I got to just give them their space. Like, I'm an introvert, man. I know when I just got to decompress alone. Yeah. And I love that you're going to bring your wolf date to the wedding if they want to go, knowing what's going to happen. Hey, you know, at the end of the day, we're all adults and we need to build up those that we care about. And if I care about this wolf, man, I'm going to do what I can to make sure they are having the best night that they can in this experience. See now, also, this is, I get to dance. <laughs> this is precisely <laughs> what gets you burned at the stake. It's that kind of attitude. <laughs> this is witch talk, Evan. Oh no, oh no, oh no, I'm simmering. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. If you died and your spirit was tied to an existing item of yours, what would that be? Um, uh, I'm going to just go right off the jump because mine is very obvious if you were to know me. Um, And Uh I have a cross that I wear around my neck the entirety. I I don't take it. I've taken it off. I can probably count on one hand how many times since I got it. And it's just it's just mine. I feel I like the time that I had to take it off for a week to get it fixed. I felt naked. It was just weird to have not on my body like it it looks unnatural not to have it there so i think all of like my spirits and my jujus would go into that little cross that i got for my second grade first communion when my dad talked to my mom and was like hey that thing's 200 fucking dollars why are you giving that to it whatever age second graders are because i evan don't know i'm sure my father did know at the time but i don't know children and frankly don't care to no offense to children Um, you're like seven yeah so it's like why the fuck are you giving something that expensive and my mom's like it's his first communion we're doing it it's fine and it's been on my body ever since so take that one that's a lovely answer evan i like the the connection that you have to this thing it's super right for you if if Aaron or mom weren't going to take it off of my literal fucking corpse when I'm dead, I would be buried in it. Do you want? Do you not want us to take it? Because we can leave it with you. I up to you. I, I don't think, think I have the right it. to choose. Because again, I'm dead. Like at yeah, like but at your that, body, your choice. Even if you're dead, you know what I'm saying. Uh, I I think I think I'll take man, it. No, I'll I, have it. That sounds fuck. <laughs> fuck you. I'll have it. That, that's my one. That's my one choice. <laughs> I was gonna say I think your body, your choice, kind of stops when you're dead. But then Never. immediately Voltaire's Dead Girl started playing in my head. I'm like, oh no, I, I do not want to support necrophilia in this podcast. So, um, yeah, yeah, your body, your choice when you're dead. Um, I don't know. We can talk about it offline, Aaron, because I feel passionate about this. But I also, 
I like my cross. Sorry. Well, Carry I on. Think I, if I'm going to butt into this, which I am, uh, you've got to take it are. off of Evan because he'll be bored possessing this cross underground <laughs> the rest of That's his existence. True. You've got to, you've got to drop that in a pawn shop somewhere. Let somebody else pick it up. Get a little no, Evan family home. heirloom. Oh, fuck. I'm not going to have kids. Neither am I. Shit. I'll take it. Can I give it fuck to Mars you. nephews? They're <laughs> Jewish. I can't give them a cross. God damn fuck. it. Um, I'd say Brett and Jocelyn, but I don't think either no. of them want it. They're not having kids either. They're not. Oh, our, gosh. I, I, guess, I really would have assumed they would. Need it. I, guess I think our bloodline's dying with us, Evan. <laughs> I mean, I do that for years. Um, so uh, what I want is if it is only going to go to Connor, melt it. <laughs> I do not want him to have it. Why can't I have a nice crucifix? Fuck you. It's not even a crucifix. That's why. It's a cross. You don't appreciate it the way you should. You don't deserve it. Fuck you. <laughs> no, this makes me think of an episode of Supernatural, though. Are there copyright issues if I mention shows on here or movies no, on here? No, you're totally fine. I, I'll, okay. What I'm more concerned... Aaron, no one listens to this podcast anyway. You're fucking fine. Evan, what I'm concerned about... You say that. I'm a guest. It's it, going to take off. ...is the two listeners that they can hear the smile in my voice every time I say fuck you to Connor. <laughs> every time I mean, I actually like the people. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Evan is terribly polite to people he actually dislikes. It's very cold, but it's polite new england <laughs> sorry aaron supernatural getting us copyright stricken oh, no. i'm just yeah, gonna play sorry. all of clips it's just gonna be a clip show now all on youtube <laughs> nothing but sam and dean <laughs> i can't but there's this episode the hook man do you remember that episode with the like invisible yes. hook man so connor don't know if you ever saw it but essentially is the whole man invisible or just his hooks whole man is invisible when he's a ghost and he has hooks and he has one hook one hook for a hand oh does he have but a hand for a hand on uh, in addition to that yes he has one hand for a hand and one hook for a hand gotcha M okay I'm up to speed. i know what you can see i know what he's got on the ends of his wrists carry on so he was like a priest or something like way back when and he like lost his shit one day went to like the red light district in his town and murdered a bunch of like prostitutes with the hook on his hand. Yeah. Um, he was like found guilty, tried, killed for his crimes. But because he was a priest, the hook became property of the church he was the priest of. And obviously it was like a murder weapon, but it was like the 1800s and this is like a TV show. So there was no like evidence locker. Like it got given back to the church and they melted it down and like turned it into something else. But even though it was melted and reforged, he was still able to haunt it. So if Evan is haunting his cross, even if we melt it and give Connor the scraps, there's a really good chance you're going to end up with Connor oh, for the rest of his no, life. No, 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 no. I was melting it so Connor couldn't have it. Oh, okay. But then what do you do with the melted gold? Does it just like disappear? Does it just harden? What do you actually do with like a melted go, metal like go, that? Go make an amateur pros uh, pro prospector's day. Hmm. <laughs> Would you ever go this canning is, for gold? This that is the most like T-shaped nugget I've ever found in this creek. <laughs> uh, yeah, given the opportunity, I probably would. Hell, even if it's pyrite, I'd be excited. Enough about this. What about y'all's totems? Yeah, Aaron, what's your totem? Uh, I might need a little bit more time. I honestly don't have one that came like right to my head, even though I thought of this question. Cool, All Connor. Right. What's your totem? So this is sort of—it's very the opposite of Evans because this is a possession that I keep hidden away all the time. I rarely, rarely ever take it out, but I know exactly where it is. 
all the time because is it, it is a magic eight ball. It is not a magic eight ball. Okay, that was my I only d- guess. I don't have one of those. I really would have assumed you would. You seem like the type. I do enjoy picking them up and playing with them in Goodwills. I did that twice for the last two Goodwills I went to. There they you had go. magic eight balls. They're I fun. Do this, I do the same thing. They're great. Uh, but it is a rock. It is my prized possession. It is the very first thing on the list of things I would take out of a house if it caught on fire. Oh, please tell tell more about this rock. I love this rock for you. It's a rock, and I found it, and it was in a lake, and I scooped it out of the sand. And so it's special to me because I didn't buy it. I own this rock in a way I don't own anything else. No, I get that. I... I... It definitely doesn't have the same gravitas as yours, but like I literally have a rock. It's on my it's on my not fun work desk, my job desk. So See, I I I, I love I this get, rock so much I won't display it for fear someone will steal it. That's totally fine. But what's your rock? Tell me more about it. I just it was the same thing. Lee and I went to the went to the beach um he, like in here in Washington and it was like a rocky beach which selfishly I don't like I prefer a man-made beach that you can actually kind of sleep on yeah Um, but we were just looking at all the you know the snails and the shells and the rocks and there was one that was just really smooth and and kind of it's like a circular disc like those those UFO those like UFO candy snacks that taste like Jesus Um, it was just shaped like that I was like I like this I'm putting in my pocket because, you know, that kind of brain thing. That's my rock. But hmm. this is about your rock, not my rock. My rock is probably the realist uh, waiting for something magical to just take over my life at any given moment object that I have. Uh, it's probably my best shot in the grand scheme of magic. It is the most magical thing I possess also. Okay. Because it looks exactly like a flame. Oh, that's cool. Not, not like it looks a little... It's It is a lick of fire in this dark red and it is ringed in this rock with uh, like gray quartzy looking stuff that looks just like smoke and it is perfect exactly the way I found it in the lake I love that I don't want to ruin any magic so can I like get you a Kodak disposable camera you take a picture of it analog process that rock and show me that picture of it that way you're not like sending it over any internets for people to snipe I don't I'm not even asking to see it in person like I just would you that can see be, it in person I trust you I just I I just don't want to fuck with your magic rock and I, I you know that I don't want that is your rock I will I appreciate defend you like I I potentially had to defend you and your wife on the wedding day in case anyone was like, hey, no, I want to marry her instead because I think she's yep. cute and would That's give good kisses. I will do the same with you and your rock. I so, appreciate that. I would, I'm, not, I would, I'm not too concerned about any pictures stealing my rock magic hey, from the rock. Yeah, what? Like, one of the, like, I, I played Fatal Frame. I got weird about souls and cameras for about 30 years now so like i totally i totally would understand if you you didn't but yeah aaron what's your totem top the rock you can't i i can't and 
compared to both of yours i'm like damn mine's really big um it's an ikea dresser i painted oh that yeah oh dude, i very Connor, much like want to a fantastic <laughs> job on this aaron is you know how i like did art like all through high school and shit yeah yeah, one day she's just like, I'm going to do painting, and it's it's so fucking good. It's I, I'm so proud of her. I'm so envious. Can you take a picture of that, or are we going to steal the dresser from you? <laughs> I, can, I have a picture. I can make sure you see it fits. But cool. essentially, it was like a COVID like quarantine project. Um, I did two. One has like Polish folk flowers as like an homage to being a chica and being Polish. Um, and then the other one is like a mismatch of things I really like. So I kind of think of it as like a visual representation of myself in a way. Um, so it has things like I did. Mar made fun of me when I like said this for the first time. But I was like, I love weather. I love nature. I love the elements. Like put me in Avatar The Last Airbender. Like earth, water, fire, went all that shit. So there's like one section that like pays homage to all the elements. There's one where I did all of the like constellations of my like natal chart. So all of my star signs. There's one where I have like celestial and like space. And then there's like a drawing I did of two people like gazing at the stars because I love looking at the night sky, like shit like that. Um, and it was a, to get sappy. It was like a project I was very proud of. And I was like really, really happy when I was doing it because it was like this cool creative thing. So I feel like. I poured a lot of myself into it. So I feel like it'd be very easy for like my dead spirit to kind of like find its way back to that. Cause it was like a really happy memory from when I was alive. That's really sweet. And I also like that if ghost hunters were to try to like capture you for whatever reason, you could just like Scooby-Doo and keep hopping from drawer to drawer. <laughs> Who's going to think that like, oh, I have to like burn this Ikea dresser with like a tarot card on the side. No one's going to look at that suspiciously. It's not like something that was on my body or like a super, super prized possession. Well, it is a prized possession, but like not someone that not one people would think of. So I feel like I'd be able to avoid evade ghost hunters for like a very long time. Nice. I think we have very effectively captured three very different methods for possessing objects after death. You know, happened yeah. with like I, I he wore it every day his entire life with a couple of exceptions, which is the part you just don't include. Like you, when you're talking about how something got haunted, you're not like, except for that one time when he was in the hospital. For, like, no, he just wore it every day of his life. No exceptions. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and my rock that I jealously guard. <laughs> uh, don't let anybody see it. I, I plucked it from nature and found it in its perfect form in nature and kept it hidden and safe away from prying eyes for the entirety of my life. And... I, I can see Aaron, like somebody finding your dresser and being like, what are these strange markings? That is the constellation which omened her birth. <laughs> and this speaks to her heritage where her ancestors lay. She's even got the like the little triangle, like the upside down, red side up triangles with the lines and shit that um, are like indicative of elements. So... And these are the powers which her spirit possesses, for she has mastered the elements in death. As we talked about earlier, Aaron is 1,000 million percent a real witch, apparently. 
1,000 million percent believes in real witches, wants to be a real witch, but the Catholicism is holding her back. That, that's the thing, Aaron. You just got to scratch a couple more layers of the Catholicism and find the paganism inside of it. I literally do not, not to get too into religion, I don't even believe in like a Catholic God or like Jesus <clears throat> anymore. Apologies. Apologies Aaron. if anyone is still practicing on this call. So I'm this like, what else podcast. do I need to do? It's the trauma. It is the... 17 years of eight o'clock Polish mass. So just men, seeped. Uh, getting seeped. woken up by whatever fucking pop song was on the radio sung oh by God. our father at the top of his lungs. Fucking wild. He really liked Katy Perry, Connor. It's oh really my God, into fireworks. music. I never want to hear it again in my life. Uh, I, <laughs> I just... Uh, it's it's not worth it. What was something for childhood TV that scared the <laughs> hell out of you to round out our night, guys? Right, 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 right. Next Sounds question. Like Connor's got got an answer. Yeah, I want to I want to pull something. Uh, just as a as a bonus answer, this is not the thing that really scared me, but I oh, just occasionally totally totally misunderstood media when I was a kid. Okay. I I barely paid attention to Babe, and. I think that there there are some pigs that die in Babe. I don't really remember, was, but there are also a few singing was, mice. Was Babe the 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 sheep herding pig? Uh, Babe did perform some tricks. Babe is that'll do pig that'll do. Okay, that, we're thinking of the same thing. Carry on. Sorry. Uh, yeah, there were some singing mice, and I just assumed that the pigs got turned into mice. Don't know how I came to that conclusion. Yeah. Okay. There was also a, an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark where, like, some people just went swimming and it was like, I don't know, they were teenagers, they were lascivious, I don't know. But they, they went swimming and they weren't supposed to. And they, like, the camera is panning to the side away from them swimming and they're screaming and screaming. And it comes up to a, a sign and it says, it just is a picture of crocodiles on it. And I thought, oh no, they got turned into crocodiles. <laughs> <laughs> uh but so uh, so what is your fear of being morphed into <laughs> we're gonna need to pause for edit for a second there's a there's a knocking at my door lenore lenore it's food hi alita evan says hi hi evan <laughs> uh all of that like, those things were very scary. The getting turned into mice and getting turned into crocodiles were very scary to me. But uh, the thing that scared me most is none of those things. It was the Jersey. What is the Jersey? It was a Disney Channel show that I never watched. I only ever saw commercials for it. Okay. But in the Jersey, it was always some struggling high school athlete who would put on the Jersey. And then they get put into a very important sporting event game. And so, like, they do a lot of name dropping. You know, you'd put sure. on the jersey and all of a sudden you're Michael Jordan in a big basketball game. And it teaches them something about team work or something. I don't know. But it instilled in me an anxiety that if I just watched, like, a concert, that all of a sudden I would be playing guitar. And I don't know how to play guitar. <laughs> so I would just stop in the middle of a performance and just be terribly embarrassed in whatever 
profession I had suddenly been body swapped into. Okay. No, that's that's such which is a... not the point of the show. Not the no. point of the show. I'm positive. I've, I swear I've never seen it. It's just the commercials that did this to me. That's so fascinating. What a hyper specific ang- childhood anxiety to have. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's that's totally fair. That just it's not particularly ooky, nor is no. it spooky, but it but was it, a fear I had from childhood media. It, it also feels like strangely adult of just like performance anxiety and just not living up to things. That's how bad I was at sports that I <laughs> thought that even even if a magic jersey were able <laughs> to put me into an athlete's body, I would still not be able to cope. Oh, I Jordan, what are you doing? Oh, I was going to go sit on the bench. <laughs> You're a star player. Get out there. <laughs> I don't feel good today, coach. Aaron, did you get did you get ooked and spooked out by any childhood media or were you a you a brave brave person? Oh, I've been ooked and spooked for 27 years consistently. <laughs> but like I've enjoyed it. Bring it the on. Oops and I kind of, pretty much. Life is a big ook and I kind of feel like for my second one, Evan, unsure if you're going to be picking up what I'm putting down. I feel like you might be. All right. All I right. feel like you might be. I'm, I'm curious now. The first one is from the fucking sweet life of Zach and Cody. Evan Connor, I don't know if you guys were slightly too old for when they were on Disney Channel, okay. but I literally just made Mar watch it. She's fucking 35 years old. She had never seen the sweet life of Zach and Cody before, and I was like, this shit scared the fuck out of me when I was a kid. Is and it my the reality partner, of like, being a single mother? With twins? <laughs> Rambunctious but, twins? She was like, what? It didn't land. It apparently doesn't land when you're over the age of like 10. But there's this episode called Sweet 613, which is about a ghost. And there's like a fake. Do you remember this one? I remember this one. There's like a fake possession in it. And it is, it was so fucking freaky to me. Um, yeah, because that one. The the bellhop was was the one channeling yeah. the seance. Esteban. Yes, Esteban was doing the seance, and like the table went up, and they had like Irwin doing all the like special effects in the background. And when I was like a kid, I was like, "What the fuck?" And as someone who believes in ghosts, that shit was scary. Um, but we literally watched it like two days ago. It still holds up. It's still very good. Not as scary, cool. but still good. And then the second one, which upon further thought we're going to full circle it back to something i said earlier and i think i might be able to blame for my fear of ancient egypt is fucking king ramsey's curse from courage the cowardly dog because he's the man in gods the man in gods the man in gods king (laughs) him in like the fucking desert with the like purple clouds behind him his like one tuft of hair and his just like Thing flowing in the breeze, scary as shit. It came from some archaeologists not knowing what the fuck they were doing. Hence me not wanting to watch the mummy movies. We don't want King any. King Ramsey. He fucked me up. What was his name? It was Muriel and who? Eustace. Eustace. What a man. Bag. But yep. King Ramsey fucked me up for sure. Uh, that I, I was curious if either of you was going to bring up Courage the Cowardly Dog because... 
King Ramsey's Curse fucking got me as a kid too. Like I remember, no, I, I remember, like there were shows. Like one of them was 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 this. Another one was like, Are you afraid of the dark? Um, where I would have the TV remote in my hand as I was watching it, and I would hit the last channel button if I started getting too spooked to something else. And that episode was one of them. Even though I fucking loved the King Ramsey song, I know it was like played as a joke. I thought it was a good tune. It was. I, no, it, it was very it was fun to listen to. But yeah, no, I totally, I totally get that, get that there, and I see how that would bleed into your distrust for any Egyptian referential media. Hey, I'm like, they did their thing. That's cool. I just don't want to disturb it. I don't want to disturb anything. I don't want other people to disturb anything because just bad juju coming up, you know? But I am like, the, the one thing that you can take solace in, Aaron, is that you would return the slab. Like, this dude showed up on your doorstep. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, here, motherfucker. Please Without have a good hesitation. day. I am so sorry. Can I get you an additional slab just to make up for it? Do you want any updates? Brush off, brush off the the dirt. Here's a sandwich. I'll deliver. <laughs> so, it, just just know that you're not as Eustace as Eustace. Yeah, Evan, are you would... are you going to continue to mine the Courage the Cowardly Dog ep content because I've got uh, an additional one to tack onto that? No, no. Um, I. Going, oh, I just hit the mic. That's going to sound bad. Um, no, as far as Courage the Cowardly Dog, I I found it more, I found it more enjoyable than creepy for the most part because, like we talked about, I'm kind of weird. Um, mm. So please, whatever whatever it spooked you as kiddo, the barber. I never found him creepy, dude. Yeah, no, I see. Most of Courage the Cowardly Dog was like it had the basic rhythm of spook but it wasn't actually scary yep king ramses was a big exception to that but so was the barber which was disturbing on a different level oh, okay Gen genuinely curious um also you've got a glove at the top of not glove but a sleeve at the Lano. top of, of your your camera if you want to just push that Ooh. away um but yeah no like gen genuinely what was what was spooky about about the dude i just he spoke in rhyme and he had this detached childlike way of thinking mm -hmm. and it was the emphasis the way that he would pronounce naughty uh, i i really i really liked the cadence of the naughty it it was very effective but it yep. was very creepy because okay. there was there was something about what was going on that you couldn't quite understand because just giving people haircuts and shaving them is a weird thing to do but there was i you know it's a children's show so i hesitate to use the word perverse right but there was that acknowledgement that i'm doing something i'm not supposed to do and he's kind of Getting some sort of satisfaction idea. out of it. And it was not like the, I shouldn't be doing this and I feel guilty. It was like, I know I'm supposed to feel guilty. And I love that I don't. 
Okay. I could I could see how that would be be upsetting. Um another one that people I don't know if people were like spooked or whatever. I just loved how fucking menacing they made cats. Cats was good. Like do do you remember him, Aaron? He was the he was the cat with the with the head shaped like home plate. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had the best sound uh, soundtrack because whenever he moved, it would be a and it just it made this wonderful just like slink noise. Uh, he he was he was great. He was. Um, but no, I I will not be going into Courage the Cowardly Dog. Uh, the thing that i will actually be going into is legend of the hidden temple oh the temple guardians yep i was uh, i was a big fan of blue barracudas and lee and i were talking about nightmares uh, yesterday because i've been having a lot of them lately mm-hmm. and lee has said yeah no i remember the first nightmare that i had and i got to thinking of like what was my first nightmare i don't know but one of the earliest ones that I had was the Temple Guardian because I I fucking remember it so distinctly because I was in the TV room back when it was a TV room, Aaron, and it must have been Super Bowl Sunday or the big game if we're going to get copyright stricken on our <laughs> podcast that no one listens to. <laughs> and um, I was because I was in the TV room and I'm like, oh, I want pigs in a blanket so little you know whatever tottering five-year-old evan walked out of the tv room in like and knew it was that it was nighttime and the light was off in our entryway hallway and in the uh threshold of the kitchen was the temple guardian and he just stood there and i looked at him as a child and was just like if I step into the darkness of this hallway, that man is going to going to just take me. And the nightmare was me frozen staring at this man. That was Yikes. it. Um, I know I had different dreams where I would be walking and he would come out of the wall and, and snatch me. But the the one that really did it was just like frozen I had, terror. I had a lot of lucid nightmares as a kid, and I think that was the first one where I realized, like, this is bad, and there's nothing I can do. Wait, I'm. Who is the Temple Guardian? <sighs> uh, it, it was just adults, or I don't know, older teens, just dressed in. I don't know if it was like Aztec. I like, think they were going for Aztec attire, like very yeah. appropriate. You know, was, if, since we're talking about it, yeah. Um, but they would just like appear at like walls would open up when the kids are running the obstacle courses and would just snatch them. And you could see it was like they were electrified every time they grabbed these kids. And it happened so fast. It was like a viper. They grabbed the kids by the shoulders and they would jump. Yeah, it was scary. I think I, I think the way that. Evan's nightmare shows up. It sounds a lot like uh, people realizing that there were kidnappers in the world for the first time, I guess, in American society. And, you know, you weren't allowed to walk five blocks to go to the bus anymore. And that being like, because somebody will snatch you. Yeah. Speaking of being a dumb kid, 
I, I remember having one of those pamphlets of like what not to do as a kid so you don't get abducted. So because you know the fucking onus is on us, not improving society, <laughs> looking out for humans. But I just remember I was like, don't put your name on stuff, and the bag had the girl's name on it it was jill but it had a circle with an x like the no smoking sign and i just remember why did you name your child all l's because i didn't see the hook of the j i didn't see the dot of the i it was just like l's across the thing like this is a stupid name for a person (laughs) so yeah that's me that's all all right, uh, but if you guys are good, I'm good. So thank you for listening. If you want to help out the creators of this podcast, which are the three of us, uh, you can like and subscribe or whatever. I don't know what you do on podcasts. Rate us positively if you enjoyed it. Um, if you want to get parasocial, we have social medias. They are at The Answer is a Lemon. We have a Facebook page now, apparently. So check yeah. that shit out or don't. I can't control you. But you didn't have to listen to this, but you did, and we appreciate that. Love you, bye. So long.